Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. It is actually a really sunny day outside, and now I'm genuinely happy. I know. I know we were like just talking about that. Like, I'm just like in a great mood today. So this is a good time to record this this introduction episode to this new season of Hang Time and Friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a while, yo. I think. Once the panini hit, we were just like trying to scramble and figure out what the fuck we were going to do next. Yeah, <laughs> time didn't matter after that point. I think it was just like, there's no sense of weeks, days, months, it's over. So exactly. Now we're in that weird in-between, like mid-post panini. Yeah. And, uh, I also like, knows. yeah, no, I was going to say, I also like, because I said panini, you said panini, but like, I think just overall, like any digital creator is just like not saying the actual like p word <laughs> they're saying everything but. yeah and it's like was that because we didn't want to get censored talking about it or we just are fed up with it and it's like it doesn't deserve a name honestly it was probably both because i know that in the media when i was working at a media agency we had to like not use like the word pandemic or covid and like mm. seo or tags and things like that so I know from like a marketing standpoint, hell yeah, but I also feel like people are just fed the fuck up. So I love the <laughs> the, the magic of like array of P words that we just use and right, right there. <laughs> like it, it was more than just panini. Like you also have panoramic, Panera. Someone said Panera, and I'm like, what? Panda. <laughs> uh Pandora's box. <laughs> it was like, Bot yeah. Y'all out here, but no, thank you so much, Armani, for like helping me with this project um and even taking the time to just record these episodes um in this new season of hang time and friends um yeah of course uh if you guys don't know me my name is ebony anderson brown i am the founder and editor-in-chief of hang time magazine um i also go by unrated ebony Uh, i have a separate podcast where i also discuss like music and media and all that other bullshit but today we are focused on hang time we are focused on talking about cryptocurrency um, or as Armani called it, Tales from the Crypto? Tales from the Crypto. I think it was a, I wanted to be punny with the name, <laughs> but um, I also wanted to express just like the weird life cycle crypto has gone through mm. in this period of time, culturally speaking. But before we get into that, hello, my name is Armani Boone. <laughs> yes. I am an interdisciplinary artist. I love arts, technology, design, um, painting, music production. I love it all. And I try to do it all. So you do it all. You do great work, yo. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's like, you know how you work really hard and you're like, you're not sure if anyone like cares or looks at it. And then when someone actually goes, this is nice. You're like, really? Um, But I know for me, before I really understood who I was or um, the work I was making, I was into the crypto space. Back in 2017, 2018, I would volunteer for a lot of different like uh, blockchain startups. And I mainly fell in love with what the technology could do. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really have the money to invest in it. I just really was thinking, wow, what is this technology? 
what is it capable of and is this as hyped up as people were claiming it to be so back in mm. 2017 2018 it was far less mainstream than it is now uh and for those who may not be aware super 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 quick short version of yeah. blockchain is a type of technology in which you have this public ledger of information and let's say it's this information that's stored on my computer and on Ebony's computer and let's say your computer dear listener and if anything happens to Ebony's computer or my computer you cannot tamper with the information because a copy of all of all the files or all the information I should say is on each one what really drew me further into the technology is what information can we store on the blockchain? Mm. Why is it relevant? And then you, of course, everyone hears about things like Bitcoin and they're like, oh man, Bitcoin is the bomb. This is about money. This is, you can maybe be a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. And people have gotten rich off of it, obviously. Um, you may see terms like DeFi, which is like decentralized finance. Mm, yes, that's right. Okay. Things like that made this space popular. And things like that made people associate blockchain with finance almost exclusively. So I was like, well, I don't care. About, I mean, like money is nice. Yes, of course. I'm not <laughs> going to say that, but I'm also, I mean, like money is nice, but it's not everything. Mm. And what are the like cultural implications of of this technology? So if you think of the blockchain as the internet, then... I'm not sure if this is an appropriate example, but like think of things like blockchain and Ethereum as like social networks. So blockchain is like, I mean, Bitcoin is like Facebook and freaking Ethereum's like Twitter. And just to give examples of how you in your mind can parse between the different platforms and you have Dogecoin and all these things. And the reason I thought Ethereum was cool was because it, had actual applications to it so it wouldn't have to really deal with money it could be be used to have like there's like a journalism platform that people use uh -huh. there is this game online called crypto zombies <laughs> you probably heard about crypto kitties and it's its own coding language and i'm just i got nerdy with it i got nerdy with it and i was like yeah. Let me, and i was really cool reason why i hit with tales of the crypto is because when this technology was introduced, like NFTs, which if you don't know, dear listener, are non-fungible tokens. Essentially, that's just the a small portion of what Ethereum does. And that NFTs have been around for a while, mm -hmm. but it basically puts into this public ledger that like, hey, this asset is mine. Like this one right here is, no one else can have it. It's not something that like a type of thing that propagates mm -hmm. i don't know if that is a good way to explain it no i think it was um especially because he was there like two or maybe three different examples um and i think they serve a purpose for a, each different type of artist um even because like there's mm -hmm. like digital creators that are more into social media so just giving like the social platforms i'm like i'm like yeah. yes armani you're doing I'm it trying i'm trying no i think the fact think that you started this like a long time ago and the reason why i wanted you to talk about this is one i trust you i believe what you tell me <laughs> you do your research um and also i know that we can both understand each other um and kind of like 
pull us back if we do go too far, um, mm-hmm. too deep. I think right now you're doing it so great. And okay. I'm pretty sure the listeners are going to be like, Just yo, no, I understand this. And <laughs> like, because I think the biggest part of this whole thing with the whole, like the technology being culturally dead is yeah. it's a mix of not understanding. And that's also what kept this space kind of away from the mainstream. Yes. If you are a person who's really into investing and into money and a, a particular culture surrounding mm-hmm. you, then having a bunch of people who don't know about it, whether that is they come in to criticize it and maybe right, they are right in their criticisms or people who come to engage it, whether to make it better or to make it more inclusive, then you come into this weird degree of friction mm. where people don't want to talk about it or people will spread misinformation and people will bully. And like my heart goes out to a lot of like visual artists mm-hmm. that's where I saw a lot of the cultural hit occurring mm. there because as a visual artist I can definitely understand the frustrations with art theft right mm. and yeah. in the middle of a panorama in the middle of a Panera Bread yes uh, let's go Panera Bread look into us things, <laughs> um you're seeing people are starving left and right or they're unable to get stimulus checks but then you have these headlines that are talking about people selling a tweet with money that could feed families so you got everyone radicalized you got the artists mad at the art theft you got all this stuff and i'm like oh i wonder how this is going to play out um and it's kind of it went how i thought it would and then it got weird yeah like I have artists who I absolutely adore who've been working incredibly hard. They work for these um, names like Magic the Gathering and they have their own had their own Kickstarters and their own IPs and all these other things. And they're fully like into the NFT space, right? There are people who have been in the FX industry, they're going ham and people are like buying some of their works that were usually only exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who aren't as big who get their art stolen by bots Mm. they there's this one artist in the community who we all like a lot of us admired and she unfortunately passed and people were minting her work and it was just utterly disgraceful so I'm sitting here looking at this from a visual artist perspective and we're going to get into the environmental stuff I'm sure the listeners wondering like oh what are we going to talk about the environment we're going to get there we're going to get there I'm talking about culture right now. And I know it's all interconnected. Let me keep... <laughs> Fair enough. No, they are interconnected. And it's painful, right? Mm-hmm. But then I also see when it comes to like a musical artist perspective where like, and you're, you're a bit more, far more knowledgeable about it for me <laughs> when it comes to music production and just the whole culture of it. But like y'all had your work stolen for like a long time like it's very it's a lot easier and I think we can all agree like stealing music it can be the way we I guess the way we steal art Mm -hmm. we also deal with how we consume work Mm -hmm. and when it comes to music it's like I'm just gonna download that and move on along right or I'm gonna just stream that and move on along yep and I feel like musical artists embrace this technology as a revenue stream in a lot of, not in as of a conscientious way that Mm -hmm. visual artists might, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because when we first discussed this, um, I I only got into like into NFTs or like just looking into cryptocurrency um, because of this platform called Audius. And I personally just saw a lot of like producers, like um, local producers, like in Jersey, New York, they're pretty young. Um, that's flocking to Audius because it's just another stream of income that's coming in for them, something they've never seen before. Um, and like you said, when you like when music streaming became a thing, or like just when music went digital, <laughs> it just kind of just depleted. Everyone was downloading music to Napster, LimeWire, um, and I think that really shook the music industry as a whole. Um, so with this new technology, for really looking at it, it's a new technology and new advancement. Um, I think musicians was just like, all right, another way to take back our music. <laughs> like, this yeah. is ours. Yeah. Um, but I, and I didn't even, you didn't even, you never mentioned about um, them stealing uh, deceased artists' work and minting. Yeah, them. like, so that's that wild. Recently, so that was something that occurred. As you know, Twitter is always on fire. But yeah. <laughs> in the embers of Twitter, like, that was one of the screams I heard. Mm. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey yo why would you do that yeah and I know for me I put my accounts on private because I didn't want anyone stealing my work right and it's just like if you're a well-known artist how can someone steal your work they're like wait you are xyz you're a faker um and people are going to steal work regardless technology exists or not but because when it comes to crypto it's in the name Mm -hmm. crypto cryptography yeah I can take without an issue um wow that was perfect on point yeah yeah and it's bogus and it's really unfair especially if i want this technology to be something useful i want it to be used outside the financial sphere Mm -hmm. and then i gotta sit here and steal from people and it it's really it it makes me so (laughs) mad not to push anyone away from this but just no 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 no. it's definitely good to know this coming in the reason why (laughs) it's good that we both are here is because i'm like extra skeptic i the thing that's like i have this weird relationship with it i love it and its potential but i'm frustrated with its manifestation yeah and with that love-hate relationship that i still want to find the truth Mm. right and if you if anything i say stick with it for the truth yeah for the information because this technology isn't going away yeah it's not it's been established the creator is literally talking about trying to move it to its next form ethereum 2.0 um and that's the perfect segue right so the idea of ethereum 2.0 is to change the way ether the currency that fuels ethereum is created or the economy of ether with that being said the environmental issues that we see now the carbon footprint that would come from Ethereum, one is in the mining of Ether. It's in its current state, you have this thing called a proof of network. You have miners, they use these processors to solve these puzzles. And of course, one can imagine that does take a lot of energy and that gives Ethereum a a carbon footprint, I can speak. And you also have the cost of minting a piece 
and then transactions. So you have the different points at which this will cost energy when you're eventually, hopefully, I know I say, I think I say other times that it's in July, but the goalpost is oddly moving and I have no control over yeah. when they decide, but moving to Ethereum 2.0, it kind of disincentivizes the sense for like mining. Uh-huh. So it disincentivizes, okay, hey, let's keep on, if we put a cap at the amount of ether that can be made, then there's no need to really mine ether anymore. Additionally, the ether that's already created can be used to pay gas fees. We, these are the things that's used to as transactions. And sometimes I'm wondering, like, in a lot of this discourse, we discuss the environmental impact, but no one has like the actual facts and figures. Everyone just says it's bad for the environment. Or they say, ah, you know what? We, you eat meat. It's bad. That's bad too. And no one's using, like, no one's using math. There's no math. It's just like, it's bad. And it's super weird. Um, but I feel like the social pressure to change, because of course, if you're a miner for Ethereum, you're not going to want people to switch. You're like, bro, right. I'm making bank. Like, this is right. my job. I understand being in a time when we're trying to be more conscientious of how we're treating the planet and how we're treating each other. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird mix of like personal responsibility and like a corporate responsibility. And I found a couple of really cool articles that we can put in the show notes, which okay, really cool, yeah. go, definitely go in depth with like the facts, the figures, the numbers. I talk fast enough. You guys don't want to hear me be a, a like a blocking <laughs> lecturer <laughs> on a podcast. But I think that's another reason why like I'm really jazzed to be here is because if we think, let's say this this technology persists, right? And it doesn't go away, which I doubt it won't, but we'll see. Then you can say you were here when it hit the mainstream. Yeah. And say you're here and watch the technology develop at the rate, like imagine when the internet first became a thing and <laughs> it's like, we couldn't imagine our lives really a lot without it. Maybe yeah, no one knew what the fuck was going to go yeah, on. It's like, it's some, uh, there's a, there's a cap, <laughs> which yeah. we're like, what, what did I do before this VHS? Right. Um, like computers were, well, the internet was literally made for military and scientists and then yeah <laughs> people outside the bases then, was getting it's it. all memes <laughs> right it's all and memes <laughs> it's all memes and and it's the thing is it's not even done evolving that's the crazy thing so if it's kind of weird when you're in this digital age it helps you to have a degree of technological literacy yeah right yeah it doesn't help if someone sits and tells you oh this is bad or up oh, this is good yeah you need to be critical yep be and, mindful about what you're going into. And I think a lot of people need to remember that. Like, Yeah, whether you're all in for blockchain or not, because you the, the scariest and most liberating thing for a lot of people when it comes to crypto is like, like at least in the money aspect, mm-hmm. you are your own bank for better or for worse. So when you open up your wallet, <laughs> you are the one who takes care. You have to take, there's no insurance. Mm-hmm. You have to protect your passwords. You have to protect your keys, your wallet. You have to make sure you, you aren't being like swindled because mm-hmm. uh, you, you'll be out thousands of dollars if you mess up. Again, there's no insurance. 
Right. Bank of America can't help you, nor yep. can Capital One, nor can Chase. And some people were like, nah, screw Bank of America, Capital One, and Chase. I got this myself. Right. And it's in your right to do so. I mean, until anyone tries to regulate this joint, but it's 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 Wild West days still. I think it is definitely the wild, wild west out here right now. But I think the artists that we spoke or we spoke to and I'm going to continue interviewing throughout yeah. the rest of the, I guess, the year. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Does, right. Does anyone know? We don't know, but <laughs> we're definitely here for the ride. Um, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but I think the reason why we wanted to bring all of these resources to bring all of these resources together. And Armani, I think you said it perfectly, like tech, technology literacy or technological literacy. I want, tech literacy. Yeah, baby. yeah, I want people to have the resources um, for like this space specifically. I think as yeah, yeah. Um, the platform that cares about independent artists, that cares about musicians and visual artists alike, I think it's important for or our duty to give them the correct information. Um, mm. Just even when we were interviewing some of the artists like Chris Jones and Latasha and Jamel, mm -hmm. they were <laughs> like, or especially Latasha and Jamel, they were saying like a lot of the things that were coming out as misinformation. You even pointed to that too. So I think it's great that we took our time with this project because it wasn't about being first or like wanted to jump in real quick. Mm -hmm. um, even like throughout the recording process, we were getting text. I was getting text messages like, yo, you should probably see what they're saying about NFTs now. Like maybe it's going to go away. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, text, like everywhere I'm at. Yeah, I'm like, just wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, and I think it was good. I think I was, I think I handled those conversations great on my own too. Just like being calm. I'm like, no, like, let's see where this is going. Cause we don't know this is new. Um, And just like, it is. This is this is finance in a sense. Um, when you think of markets, it's a marketplace. The stock market is also a marketplace, an exchange place. So I think the five guys were like the first ones to really be in on this. And then once mm -hmm. it opened up where artists can have have their have currency, they can make something out of this. Um, I think that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should look into this more um seriously and figure out how like what resources people need, like just diving into this. Cause what's audience became a thing? Yo, every, like I just Everyone saw ran. mad musicians yeah. is on there and like they're using it and like they're pairing it with like their Spotify releases. Like it's part of their whole marketing rollout now. So I'm like, I, I gotta pay attention as someone who is help, who's out here for artists. I gotta mm. look at this shit now. <laughs> so while I'm collecting this information, let me share it too, so yeah yeah i definitely was just like started paying attention at least from like visual artist perspective mm. because there were certain things that i can admit i was like wrong about when i thought like it in theory right like certain things in theory are supposed to work and when you see it in practice when it came to people it's like humans are fascinating this mm -hmm. isn't going to work like if you have a piece of work and it says that it's yours and it's backed by this network, what's the difference between that and a normal trademark? Ooh. Like what's the difference between that and a copyright or an adoptable if you're from the ancient doc days of DeviantArt or whatever. Right. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's like their signature, right? Like, isn't that- Essentially, or it's like, if I, if I make a character and you want them 
I can just say you own it, right? Yeah. Like what's the actual difference? And of course this varies from medium to medium mm. because for a musical artist, that means something completely different than yeah. to a visual artist. We have adoptables, y'all don't. And it's critical. Also like I, I, I was worried about the environment too because I'm like, dang, how much gas they burning? Right. <laughs> but because this technology existed for so, not for so long, like, blockchain at least 2009 yeah like it's been around for at least a decade yeah it's been around for a bit and i'm like wait people have there are people who do try using clean energy Mm -hmm. for specific for like blockchain purposes so it's not like no one cared about the environment before 2021 right right exactly Um, (laughs) and yeah that's that so i'm excited to keep on digging i really want to find some like more people who are really into this space yeah and um visual artists as well i also want to get like i wish there was a way to get people who are skeptical but also are in it <laughs> like yeah and yeah crypto sucks but i minted my third piece like i need i need i want some nuance i want some where's the flavor yeah but uh, i think we can definitely provide that especially like just after interviewing a lot of people they're just like yo you should check out this you should check mm-hmm. out this person mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. wait i think that you know what i absolutely love the most about it um is the community aspect and i think you touched on that earlier too which is how yeah. there are like communities that are there to help people in there's this community there to help there's a community there that don't want you there so <laughs> there's the community to help i will say i believe we touched upon this with ja and latasha's episode with things like the mint foundation yeah where they'll approach artists who are like i believe like people of color and they're just like hey you know what we'll help you mint your first piece because minting is a cost the process of having nft it's like you have to have money to make money which is yeah. really frustrating and the, it's an old game it. though i feel like that's just the how you need to have money to make money that's an old that's, a that's old, an old game. thing but it's also like i'm telling you if, if listen <laughs> the frustration <laughs> if this palindrome taught me anything it's like it really the degree of inequality makes me so mad but we're not this is not the podcast for that in any case the mint foundation will hook you up and and it will help mint your first piece yeah, and yeah. whatever you make from that piece is like essentially yours and it's like pretty sweet <laughs> considering like if you don't have the money to like yeah it's believe it's a hundred dollars that price probably fluctuates because crypto in itself is volatile mm. um so it varies yeah um, but yeah it's um wild west and it's also wild, wild west. west. Wild, wild west, and I'm not Will Smith. I'm like one of the background characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wasn't even thinking of that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I know. Here, here I'm literally thinking of like Clint Eastwood. Like, I'm, Yo, like, I'm sitting here thinking of dude in a mechanical spider wheelchair, bro. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel okay. like I'm like old, but I'm not because <laughs> that movie is dummy old anyways yeah thanks for having me i'm very excited for what we're going to research and who we're going to find and to just be real with the information because no matter what this thing is here and 
we're at this really interesting point where we can kind of potentially do something about it, do something with it to where it isn't disparaging. Yeah. But true. I said for true. 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 There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Thank you so much again, Armani. Of course, we're going to see more of you um, for this season. Um, really excited to share the interviews or like just the conversations we had with um, the artists that we picked for this Tales from the Crypto. You know, we got to, I feel like we got to make a fly ass like flyer graphic for this shit now. Please don't. Just don't tell me that. Don't. I can make it. I can. I can make it. <laughs> no, no. I'm literally. I, I'm thinking of stealing like tales from the um the hood, the first one. I hate the second one, but the that's first hilarious. one. That's hilarious. I was thinking of tales from the crypt. L-O-L. No, I know you were, but oh, I'm so black. I was thinking of tales from I'm the hood. <laughs> that's no. why I was like, I was like, why is it tell? And I was like, oh yeah, there is a crypt one, but. <laughs> I feel you. You know what? Why we'll tell people from now on. It's like, nah, not tales of the crypto, tales of the hood. That's what inspired. I'm dead. No, I. <laughs> I can't. But no, I. I don't know. I just feel like as a. I'm really happy to be doing this. I think it's very much needed, um, especially with all the discourse that's been happening, um, a lot of the misinformation, and I just. I'm ready to put this shit. That's how excited I am. I'm ready to put this shit out. <laughs> so. Thank you again, Armani. Um, thank you to the listener. Thank you yes, guys for thank listening. You for um, listening to us giggle. Back yeah, basically. It's like all make puns. Giggle. Make puns. Yeah. Well, you make puns. I laugh at them, try to like catch my breath and then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But no, um, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh, but please get, follow us at Hangtime Magazine. You can follow myself under the Ebony on Instagram and Twitter. Armani, is it I'm Armani? Armani yes, I don't know. You got to figure this out. <laughs> A-R-M-O-N-I on Instagram. And that's that's only public thing for now until. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's just that. Don't worry about it. I feel like that's easier if you just have one thing to just share. Yeah, everyone has a brand. So now I'm just like, I got my set. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. From the crypto.